Sports Nation, the BYU football depth chart released and a weekly top five I guarantee you've never heard of. It's game week, baby, for the BYU football team. We go live to practice as the Cougars preview UConn. Plus, David Nixon with his bold predictions for BYU season opener and game day for BYU women's soccer. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Ludicrous speed. BYU Sports Nation back to work on your radio, TV, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, August 25th. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the 37th-ranked speed texter in all of Utah County, Jerem Jordan. I wouldn't put myself that high. BYU, that high? BYU plays a football game this week. This is fantastic. Life-changing. Back to normal. <laughs> I love it. This is the way I want to live my life. Game week. I dare say the energy level is where it needs to be for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. We've been counting down so long, too. We find... <laughs> It, we are, we've been in singles for a couple days now. It's fantastic. January 2nd feels like 234 days ago. I can do the math on that. <laughs> College football is technically underway. Did you watch? Washington, Eastern Washington yeah. and Sam Houston State. An epic match. No, I didn't watch. I saw the highlights on that red turf field. Oh, yeah. It hurts your eyes. It does. Red in general. They're, they're a Crimson top five specifically. FCS team. They were like a combined 80-something points. Yeah, so tons fantastic. of offense. But more importantly, Jeremy, as you mentioned, game week, East Hartford awaits. Countdown to Connecticut. Four days away. Four. Four. We're on one hand. Woo! Get them up, like fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would do a fist for that, but yeah, yeah. Four days away from BYU and Connecticut. Fantastic. The college football season about to open. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. Which non-P5 team has the best shot of going to the college football playoff? If any at all. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I tend to think the BYU has the best shot. Because of because how of their play schedule enough, shakes out. enough tough games. I don't think that an undefeated BYU probably gets in. There's going to be a non-P5, there's going to be a Power 5 champ that doesn't get in. It would Why take... would a non-P5 team get in over that team? Unless that team had two losses. It would take a miracle for a non-P5 team to get into yes, the first yes. ever college football playoff. Milagri. This is the first year. And we mentioned this a number of times over the summer. And, Jeremy, you just said it. A Power 5 conference champion will not be included. How special of a season maybe, does a non-P5 team have to have? Maybe two. If you have an undefeated and a one-loss team, uh, two undefeateds in the SEC championship game and one loses, both those teams might get into the playoff. I don't know. At, so, so what do you think? Weigh in. At COT underscore BYU football. My first desire would be BYU. But if not them, I would think Boise State could make it all the way. See, I, I don't, don't think the Broncos they, have the schedule. They play Ole Miss. They play BYU. They play Louisiana Lafayette, who's good out of the Sun Belt, but it's Sun Belt. So I, I don't know. East Carolina plays a really good schedule. They have a shot. Marshall... Probably will go undefeated and won't sniff the college football playoff. They might have a tough should. time being in the top 15 going undefeated. That's how weak that, their schedule tough, is. They'll be top 15 if they're undefeated. <sighs> but they you have, have to be top Kato, four. Quarterback. Yeah. So use hashtag BYUSN weigh in on Twitter. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on this Monday on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. Breaking news. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Depth. 
chart for the win. BYU football just moments ago releasing their week one depth chart. <laughs> Breaking, Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback. Awesome. Big surprise there. Okay, let's go. Let's let's just go run through it. Let's go through the depth chart and then we'll break it down. Yes. Running back, Adam Hine. Halfback, Paul Asika. Okay, no surprise there. Slot, Taryn Houck. Taryn Houck. Su- surprise to me. I didn't think he stuck out a ton in uh, fall, but a big big receiver, 6'5", 223. The number two guy in the slot is Colby Pearson, who I talked to on Saturday and said that he had been moved inside. New number, number 89 for him. Wide receiver, Mitch Matthews. Wide receiver, Jordan Leslie. Tight end, Devin Mahina. And then we go to the offensive line. A lot of questions about this. Left tackle, Ului Lapuaho, all the hype from spring, signing day, all that. He's the starting left Six, tackle. 6'5", 333 freshman. He's the blindside guy on a right-handed quarterback. Left, ta- uh, left guard, Kyle Johnson. Great story there, former walk-on. Center, Terrence Aletto beats out Edward Fusi and Tijan Kroma. BYU's Remington Trophy watch list guy Third for best string. center is not even on the two days. Wow. Right guard, Braden Kersley. And then right tackle, DeAndre Wesley. Ed Fusi is number two as the left guard. So that's, cha- that's changed. He ran at center in all of fall. So, okay, you, you do the defense. Well, let me do the special teams first, then I'll do oh, the yeah, defense. Okay. Trevor Sampson, so the starting kicker. Scott Arlotta, yeah. no surprise, will punt. Deep snapper, Kevin O'Mary. And then we go holder. to the defense. The holder, holder is Scott, Scott Arlano as well. That's the same as last year. Yep. Defense, left end, Graham Rowley. Off a of mission. The nose tackle will be Travis Tuiloma. Marcus Johnson, right... It's been hinted at that Marcus Johnson is suspended for the UConn game by Remington Peck in an interview. So the, I, we don't see Marcus Johnson there. Now, Tui Loma will get the start for the first time since Ethan Manu Malayuna left that vacancy last year. And Tui Loma played uh, nose tackle pre-mission. No surprise, Remington Peck getting the other down lineman position at right end. Also a captain. More on that in a moment. The linebackers. Alani Fua at Sam Backer. The Mike backer will be Zach Stout, followed by Harvey Longy. Interesting. Or Austin's zone leader, Heater. So Longy is right in the mix. At Buck linebacker, Manoa Pakula, as we expected, has made the transition from not practicing rather quickly into the starting spot because he has the highest number of tackles of any returning inside linebacker. So Stout and Pakula end up as those guys. The big question mark that I talked about all fall camp. Who are the inside linebackers? It ends up being Stout and Pakula. Bronson Kafusi at the wheelbacker, followed by Michael, Alisa, or Troy Hines. That is a loaded linebacking crew. Yeah, that's good. I like the group. I like the group a lot. Your secondary, Jordan Johnson, listed as number one at field corner. Okay. Boundary corner, number one, is Robertson Daniel, followed, followed by Jordan Prater. The cat safety will be Dallin Levitt. Not Craig Bills. So Craig is the free safety, and they put Dallin at cat. Dallin's worked hard to earn that spot, backed up by Kai Nakua. I like those two. Sky Pove, backup free safety. Dallin was a cornerback last year. He has beefed up in a big way. 5'11", 200 pounds. I think he's gained probably 20 pounds of muscle. And then Bills, as you mentioned, Jerem, at free safety. And then the returners, punt returner, Jordan Leslie or Keanu Nelson. And then kick returner Adam Hine and Paul Lasique. You keep that duo that was top five last year together. We tweeted this out on the at BYU Sports Nation account. So that is the BYU depth chart. Biggest surprise to me uh, might be the fact that the center is Terrence Aletto. Because we were seeing Edward Fusi battle Tijon Crum. All of a sudden, Aletto emerged. Taryn Houck at the slot receiver. So BYU, uh, 
that used to be the kind of J.D. Falslev position, right? The, uh, the H. Now they're calling that slot. And then defensively, I guess I'm surprised that Down Levitt's yeah, the Yeah, that's, that's the not biggest that surprise him, for but me. but that it's not Craig Bills. We thought that Daniel Sorensen would be replaced by Craig Bills, most experienced guy. They're going to keep Craig at that same free safety spot. He's going to fly around. They want That's a good thing. They want Craig to be able to fly around and do what he did last year. So Dallin Levitt moves back, had a great fall camp, and now as a sophomore is your starting cat safety replacing Daniel Sorensen, who, oh, by the way, we'll have an update on with the Kansas City Chiefs in just a moment on BYU Sports Nation. Now, where's Ross Oppo or Keanu Nelson in this mix? They're behind Jordan Leslie. It goes Leslie, Oppo, or Nelson at that wide receiver position. And... But BYU runs so many sets on offense that this does not give us an indication of necessarily who's going to be on the field. It's a, this is just the depth chart. We learned from Guy Holiday that he anticipates that upwards of eight to nine receivers could see the field on a regular basis. The offense is moving so fast that they're going to have guys moving in and out. And the good thing is they have more depth and speed at wide receiver than they have in a very long time. So you can afford to run that many guys. So just because they're listed as second doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to produce catches because the way the offense is designed and their emphasis on chucking the ball around. Yeah, you gotta have, you go deep on a play, you co- you're probably coming out that next play. We should note, by the way, that uh, there there's kind of this rumor of like possible more suspensions. If BYU had more suspensions, if I'm BYU, I wait until game day. I'm not saying they have more suspensions or anything. I'm saying I would wait until game day. This could be who the best guys are at a fall camp. Now, you know two guys aren't going to play in the UConn game, and they are not listed. Devon Blackman and Jamal Williams. If there are other guys, I would just announce it on game day. Again, I'm not saying that BYU has more suspensions, but we see some guys rumored to be suspended later that are in there. And that's fine. Guys not listed on the two deep. Trenton Trammell. Interesting. Yeah, we had him penciled in at one of the uh, corner positions. Michael Davis and Jordan Prater emerged as backups. No Trent Trammell. Harvey Jackson also not listed. Okay, now that's the big one because we fed the hype machine here too saying, oh, just pencil him in at safety. He's going to be the free safety. Craig will probably move to the strong side. Nope. He's not even in there. My my, uh, observations from fall camp were that Harvey is still learning BYU's scheme. I think he'll be a contributor this year. Just for UConn, he didn't make the cut. A guy like Sky Pove, who knows the system really well, got the nod over a guy like Harvey Jackson. And we don't know. Harvey and Trenton Trammell could be you know, running down the field on special teams plays. and things. We, we don't know. Oh they'll, oh, they'll be a part. They'll be a part of uh, BYU's team for sure. I think they'll play. It's just how much. These are your starters. These are the – and the guys right behind the starters. I like it. I like this group – of players that BYU has. I think it's an upgrade in talent, and I think they're ready to go in 10 games, 10-plus. Algie Brown is listed as the number two back, both at running back and halfback. That makes sense. Hine and Lasike, experienced guys, a junior and a senior. Uh, Algernon Brown, a sophomore, kind of the, the heir next year, and back up to Jamal Williams. They're all kind of interchangeable, to be quite honest, because they're kind of the same body type. Well, Lasique is more of a fullback who occasionally carries the ball as opposed to Hine and Brown who are more true running backs. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. How about some NFL updates for you? Well, let's start with actually let's start with the good news. Should we? Daniel Sorensen is still on the Kansas City Chiefs roster. Ethan Manumaliuna with the Patriots. Unfortunately for the rest of the BYU hopefuls, uh, they're most likely coming to an end if they the haven't already. The undrafted free agents. Spencer Adley's still with the Raiders. 
Um, but you look at Harvey Unga was cut by the Jaguars. Already? Cody Hoffman cut by the Redskins. Mm. After didn't, his junior didn't make year, it inside the top 75. Yeah. After Hoffman's junior year, probably getting drafted at that point with those numbers. Ends up playing a senior year, and now he's undrafted cut. Hopefully, Cody can find a roster somewhere. Daniel Sorensen, by the way, is listed as the backup strong safety for the Chiefs right now behind Eric Berry, who is an all-pro defender. Kyle Van Noy, by the way, has an abdominal injury, which he said he is afraid might be a sports hernia. Not awesome. Questionable for the opener. BYU football depth chart just released. We'll have more on that coming up on BYU Sports Nation. They named the football captains as well. Mr. Lasique is on that list, Jerem. Yes, he is. We'll discuss that after the break. Who else did Bronco designate as a BYU football captain? Up next on BYU Sports Station, we go inside the lines with David Nixon. What are his bold predictions? You're listening and watching BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Four days away, man. Four. BYU Sports Station is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Friday, countdown to kickoff is at 4 Eastern time. Reserve a seat to be in the studio audience. Get on TV. Watch the uh, game on a big screen. Get free food at halftime. Reserve your seat on BYUtv.org slash audience. It opened up 15 minutes ago. It goes quick. BYUtv.org slash audience. If you want to just show up, you can. Ages 8 and up, come. Enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. BYU football just released their depth chart for week number one. Game number one against UConn. Jeremy and I just broke down the entirety of that depth chart. Notable surprises. How about Taryn Houck as the slot receiver and Dallin Levitt, the starting cat safety. We have tweeted that out at BYU Sports Nation, so you can see the whole list right now by following our Twitter account. Biggest surprise, no Harvey Jackson at safety, I think is what people are talking about right now. We remind you, our Twitter question today, what is the team in college football that has the best chance to run the table and get in the college football playoffs? Fury's in the mix. I, I wonder if they're the most likely team. To me, they are. They have the best shot because of their schedule. And who they have. I'm not sure Cincinnati and Central Florida are in the same position with who they play. Central Florida actually plays a good non-conference at Penn State, and they play Missouri as well. Longtime college broadcaster Tim Brando said that East Carolina and BYU will each play representative schedules, and I quote, each play representative schedules and have enough marquee games to get the committee's attention if they are unbeaten. I don't yeah, it's see gonna, any other team being able to even be discussed. It'll take two seasons. Like, BYU, you'd have to go undefeated this year, and then next year, be you'd have to go undefeated again, which would be really tough with that schedule. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, David Nixon, former linebacker, spent four years in the NFL. David, the depth chart was just released for BYU football. We just put that out on our uh, Twitter account, at BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I mentioned the surprises. Dallin Levitt on defense, the starting safety. No Harvey Jackson there. That's the biggest surprise to me. What's the biggest surprise that you've seen if you've had a chance to look at the depth chart, David? Yeah, I have. And I agree. Dallin Levitt starting at uh, Cat, you know, that's what they have him listed at. I think that's obviously a big surprise. But, you know, Dallin's been a great contributor. Look back to last year. Um, he obviously has some injuries here and there, but uh, he, was a, he was a guy that coaches could depend on. And sure enough, he now makes the uh, transition over to Cat. And um, co- coaches obviously have some confidence in him to, to give him the nod here in week one. Craig Bill stays at free safety. What do you think of that move instead of moving him to the Cat for Daniel Sorensen? 
Well, and, and this is something about these, these depth charts. These guys are going to shift all around in the first game and throughout the season. These are kind of those preliminary depth charts they just put out there. And I'll be honest, there's not a ton of – um, you know, there's not a ton of weight you can put on these for the fact that you will probably see uh, Craig lined up at, at the cat throughout the game and, and then switch positions. You see guys rotate in. Um, but, uh, you know, as it sits here, yeah, Craig's obviously starting free. Um, but I, I think you'll see him at cat and, and kind of roving around. Game week preparation has been underway for a few days now, David. And there's been much talk about BYU going again to the East Coast. They've not fared well in East Coast time zone road openers. Here we are at UConn on Friday. How much does travel play into perhaps this slowing BYU down offensively? Well, I think I think with it being the first week of the season, I think that bodes well for BYU. I think if you're into the season week eight, nine, guys are tired, guys' bodies are beat up, and then you're traveling on top of that, uh, along with schoolwork that's on top of that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on later in the season that that's uh, that's a little tougher. With this being week one, guys are excited. They've had this game circled on the calendar. They've been they've had the countdown clock going for months. And so um, have we. <laughs> and, and so has Sports Nation, BYU Sports Nation. So, um, but, but I think week one, if you were to travel uh, to UConn, I think this would be the best week for, for BYU to travel out that way. Why will this not be like Virginia, David? I think just experience. I think, you, you, once again, you're under the second year of Coach and I. You've got Taysen that's now had a full year underneath his belt. Um, and, and you've got guys returning uh, on the defense, on the offense. I mean, you've just got a solid unit there. Coaches, I think, are more confident um, with, with what they've got. They're more confident in their game planning and their, their, game call, and their play calling. Um, so I think all in all, everyone just knows kind of what to expect going into this first game uh, because they've been around the system for, for you know, a full year now. So uh, I think everyone's just excited. Um, I think fans were excited, obviously. Uh, but, but more than anything, once again, I think the players, you know, they've been trained hard this, this training camp. You heard Coach Menhall say this is, this is one of the better training camps he's been around. Um, and I think that uh, it's going to show when they come out against UConn this Friday. David Nixon, former BYU linebacker and NFL linebacker on BYU Sports Nation, one of our BYU TV football analysts. You can see David on countdown to kickoff this Friday at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain on BYU TV. David, you've been through the whole nerves thing a number of times, whether it be a first game in the NFL or a first game of the season in college football. What are the players feeling inside the BYU locker room? Oh, it's it's excitement. It's pure excitement. I mean, you, you got to remember this this fall camp, training camp, whatever you want to call it, is it's long. It, it's it's very long, and it's uh, you're, you're sick of going against each other. And finally, time has arrived where you get to start watching UConn film. You get to start prepping for somebody other than your own offense or defense. Um, and so these guys are excited. They're getting to watch the, the people that be, the guys will be going against. Um, and uh, once again, this is this is a game they've had circled on their calendar. So as a player, you're just you're excited. And I'll be honest. These nights leading up to that UConn game, you don't get much rest. And, and you find yourself dreaming about football. You find yourself dreaming about the plays you're about to make um, come Friday. Uh, because up to this point, this entire time, it's just been you know, focused primarily on the opposing offense and defense. And now finally you can transition to an, a real opponent. Um, they get to go out there and, and showcase what you've been practicing for the last three, four weeks. How concerned should BYU be that the opposing starting quarterback doesn't even know that BYU is independent? Casey Cochran said they, they play in an incredible conference. I question his playmaking ability now if he doesn't even know what, a, what conference or lack thereof BYU uh, plays in. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I, the coaches need to talk to him and give him a heads up or something. But apparently, they haven't started game planning for BYU yet. But <laughs> That's uh, what that tells me, yeah. But Friday. you know, the, the, who knows? The, the you know BYU kind of takes the approach: look, it's about us, it's not about them, and then maybe UConn's taking the same approach. But um, oftentimes, that, that's what it is. You, you have to worry about yourself going out there and execute, um, and, and you can't worry about the other team because you know if you go out there and execute uh, the way you should and the way that the play's drawn up, then it's tough for anybody to stop you. And uh, maybe that's the mentality they've had, and that's why they haven't really focused on who BYU is at this point. But um, I, I, I can guarantee that come Friday, they'll, they'll have a good feel of who BYU is, especially after that first quarter. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. I uh, just saw this tweet coming in from the phone conference that Bob Diaco is holding for uh, media members. He said on the BYU opener, we're going to know where we stand right out of the blocks. Is there any chance that UConn takes BYU lightly? No, I, I really don't think so. You look at BYU's reputation across the country, you look at what they've done, uh, the bowl games they've been to, and the, and the success Broncos had under, underneath his helm. I, I think UConn realizes this is a uh, tough opponent. And, and uh, you, you look at Taysom coming in with accolades that he's received here um, you know, in the preseason. Uh, I think they realize they're going against a, a tough opponent in BYU. And I, I think they'll be definitely ready. Um, but but I just I think BYU in this matchup is just going to be too overpowering. I, I think I think both up front um, and you know throughout the secondary and offensively in the backfield, I think it's just going to be too much for UConn. But uh, you know I think that's what the the beauty of college football is all about. Anybody can can win on any given day, and uh, it'll be exciting to see obviously how it plays out. I'm taking Connecticut lightly. I think they're not a good football team. However, I still have questions about. Uh, you know, BYU on defense, I think they'll be good, but how good? Uh, how, do you think the Virginia game and how that played out helps in this situation against Connecticut where BYU respects the, the opener, no matter who it is, a little more? I definitely think it does. I, I, you know, the, the majority of the players back on this year's squad, um, or sorry, a lot of the players on this year's squad were obviously on the team last year. You've got some newcomers with Leslie and, and, and a few others, uh, transfers, but uh, yeah, I think that they have a bitter BYU has a bitter taste in their mouth from that Virginia game. I mean, they, that's a game they know they should have gone in there and won. They were the better team and improved throughout the season, obviously, um, and they let one get away. And, and I think coaches have probably harped on that, saying, "Look, we started slow against Virginia. We cannot let that happen." And uh, once again, I think players will have a little bit of grudge and, and coming against UConn more focused and uh, ready to take care of business because. Once again, this first game is it always sets the tone for the season. And if you start off with a loss here in this first game, it's sometimes hard to recover from because once again, you put in so much time, prepared so much for that for that this first you know game that if you go out there and perform poorly and and don't fare as well, it's tough to recover from. You start to question yourself. You know, are we are we as good as we thought we were? And and you know, are these schemes that we're putting in place? Um, is it, are they the right schemes, et cetera? So you start to question yourself. So it's, it's, it's imperative to come out this first game and, and, and really make a statement um, and then ride that momentum hopefully throughout the rest of the season. Okay, David, since you're an expert BYU TV sports analyst, let's play a game. True or false? In the phone conversation that head coach of UConn football, Bob Diaco, is having right now, he has mentioned BYU as grown men at least once. Uh, 100% true. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. To quote him, the Huskies will be tested against a very good BYU team, and in many places they are lining up against grown men. Your reaction to that? They're welcome to go on a mission. 
<laughs> it is the biggest joke uh, in college football that the coaches <laughs> they shows the insecurities of an opposing coach when they have to use the crutch of these grown men Seriously. on BYU's team. It, it, you'll see the coaches that are well respected around the country. They don't make excuses about facing BYU and and the return missionary aspect. It is what it is for them. But you'll find these other coaches that that are, I think, a little worried about the game and they want to throw out some, you know, some, some caution to their fans. Like, hey, we're facing older guys. It's kind of like an excuse. And, it is. Uh, it, it irks me. But, uh, you know, hey, grown men, whatever it may be, um, you still have to line up against them and play ball. Yeah, the last 29 <laughs> seasons, it's been crazy advantageous for BYU. Wait, they haven't won a national championship or anything. Stop. Oh. Did that ever come out in a game, David? Did any opponent ever mention age in trash talk ever? No, not really. We were too busy beating up on them, so they <laughs> they, they were a little quiet. But uh, no, it, it, it never really came up. But but once again, I mean, it's it's just a joke. You, you look. I mean, me personally, I came home from my mission weighing 197 pounds. I, I left leaving at 230, and so the the the, the time advantage and, was obvious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I gained a, I, I gained a lot of muscle, as you could tell. Um, <laughs> so it's just a, it's just a joke when these when these these opposing players and coaches try to make this. An excuse, and um, but it, once again, it is what it is. But uh, hopefully, these older men can go out there and uh, put a hurt on the on the Huskies. So we've had some big question marks answered through the release of the depth chart. The inside linebackers will be Zach Stout and Manoa Pakula. Are you okay with how BYU will approach the season opener with a guy who's been dealing with a hamstring and Zach Stout, and then Manoa Pakula, who only has really practiced for about a week? No, I, I am. I, th- I think, once again, those guys have been around the program for a while now. Manoa had great reps last season, uh, got some good time there. Uh, Zach Stout's been around the program for a while. I, you know, obviously not practicing throughout the entire camp kind of uh, is, is a little, um, I don't know, it makes you a little cautious. Uh, but at the same time, those middle backers and those outside backers, they're rotating on a constant basis. So you're going to see the backups uh, with, you know, Jeremiah Lutadoyer. I, I think he'll be getting some good reps, um, you know, c- come Friday. And, uh, of course, you know, Harvey Lange, we'll see how he does. Austin Header. I mean, Austin had a great camp from, from the scrimmages I saw. Um, he was flying around making plays. So, I, once again, these depth charts, they come out and uh, you see the starters. But BYU defensively rotates their players quite often to keep guys fresh. So, uh, you, I, I think you'll see a lot of backups coming in and, and making a contribution. Uh, but, yeah, the starters, you, you kind of see the experience. The guys that have been around the program for a while and, and know what to expect from Bronco um, are the ones starting. What's the strongest position group to you now that we have the depth chart? Oh, that's a good question. I still love that secondary. I think from day one, uh, the secondary has been strong. And, and you look at Jordan Johnson, Robertson Daniel, Dallin Levitt, uh, Craig. But then you look at the backups. you got Sky Povey, who last year started quite a few games for BYU. Um, Kai Nakua, who had a great camp. Uh, Michael Davis, who, who you know, was, was Rising star, last maybe. Yeah, play, play corner last year has kind of bounced around. And, and, and sure enough, um, has continued to develop uh, lately. So, that secondary strong, and it's it's fun for me to say that because it's been so long that we've had uh, the, probably the strongest you know on the defense be the secondary. Um, so I think that's exciting for BYU fans to show you that uh, hopefully there won't be any big plays, and, and then you, you know you keep everything in front of you, and then you let your linebackers and D line go in and uh, attack the quarterback, and hopefully create some turnovers. David, it's clear that even without Jamal Williams and Devon Blackman, you feel confident that BYU can go on the road and get a win. Do Seventeen. You- do you have a bold prediction for BYU and UConn on Friday night? I, I think BYU comes hot out of the gates and, and is plus 28 points. Wow! I, 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 I thought think, that was nuts. 
I think uh, I think they put it on them. I, I, I think they kind of get over that sluggish start, and uh, I think BYU puts her foot on the gas pedal and doesn't take it off. Listen, you have a right to change this by Friday <laughs> for the pregame if you feel so inclined. Hey, I'm sticking with it. I, 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 I'm, okay. I'm coughing this BYU team. But more bold predictions coming at the end of Countdown to kickoff this Friday. David, we appreciate the time. Great stuff as always. We'll see you this week. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we'll go live to BYU football practice where they just released the depth chart for week number one against the UConn Huskies. I just tweeted out UConn's too deep as well on my Twitter account. We'll try and send that out at BYU Sports Nation as well. We will talk with one of the BYU stars about getting ready for UConn in just a few moments. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall. And you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you haven't already, download the show podcast on iTunes or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Friday, September 5th, we'll do a live remote from the BYU store. Two-hour edition of the show, 12 to 2 Eastern Time. Join us Friday, September 5th in the BYU store. That's a big day. Because that day is the day before BYU plays at Texas in football. BYU will be 1-0. And as David Nixon just mentioned ago, a 28-point win versus the Huskies. Yeah, how about that? Wow, I thought I was bold. I say 17-plus. The line is like 17, so I'm like right on it right Are now. you bold going with the line if BYU is a 17-point favorite? I guess not, but I just called it. Let's say that. How about that? The other reason that's, Ramp a, it up, dude. that's a big day, uh, the women's volleyball team is going to have a top-10 matchup with Washington that day, most likely. Number 9 BYU, number 4 Washington, set for Friday, September 5th, live on BYU TV. Big what day. a weekend. Big day. Resetting today's trending topics. The trending topic right now, just before the show, BYU football released their depth chart for week number one against yes! UConn. We've been taking a look at it. Some some more things have, have come to the surface, which we didn't initially realize, and that is there is an offensive lineman that started every game last year that no, is no, not no, two list- years ago. Two years ago, sorry, that is not listed on the depth chart in the two deep. Riker Matthews, or as his Twitter handle is, Micah Rathews. He's not in there. That's interesting. And this uh, interesting note as well. BYU in the two deep has three freshman offensive linemen there. Tunic Kanuch, Louis Lapuaho and Tijan Karoma. So, yeah, you have a more experienced group overall. Right now, your starters, you go freshman, sophomore, junior, sophomore, senior. It's only two upperclassmen, interestingly enough. But uh, will we see the platoon that was 10 starters on, or 11 starters at O-line last year, or will we see that ratcheted down to seven? I, I would feel more comfortable if you already found those guys. Granted, injury changes things, but hopefully guys don't get hurt. You can see the depth chart for BYU and for UConn at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Bronco Mendenhall has named his captains for the 2014 season. We Taysom should like Hill. play some military music or something right now. Yeah, we should. That, that's, that's what I feel. Dun, 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 dun. Taysom Hill. The leaders. Paul Lasique, Craig Bills, who will start at free safety and not the cat safety like we once anticipated. And Remington Peck, a Remington defensive Peck's lineman. The biggest surprise on that. He's, uh, he's an experienced guy, now a leader. And that's voted by the players. That's awesome. A number of BYU players that were taken as undrafted free agents in the NFL still working to make their rosters, and a few others unexpectedly cut, beginning with Cody Hoffman. From the Redskins. I thought he would at least make the top 75. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't get out of the first cut. You got to get to 75 uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, And 
Harvey Unga, Jaguars cut. So it's just a couple days for Harvey. Kyle Van Noy dealing with an abdominal injury, lower abdominal injury. Uh, abdominal. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is abdominal. Abdominal <laughs> injury. Abdominal snowman. <laughs> Un- he thinks it might be a sports hernia, which would be a really tough break. If you're going to have an injury, it's like a that's like a good you're like, yeah, it was a well, <laughs> it was a sports injury, not just regular injury. Hernia. Sports hernia. You just want to see him play in week number 1, right? Yeah. Like like some of my friends when I was 12 and 13 that I deemed less athletic than me had uh athlete's foot, and I was like, how come I don't get athlete's foot? I was like jealous that they got athlete's foot. And so stupid. You don't want athlete's foot. <laughs> yeah. Please no. It's Please a no. horrible, horrible thing. Hey, I don't think you're athletic and you got athlete's foot. Spencer Hadley still with the Raiders, though he is a very long shot to make that roster. Ethan Manu Maleonu with the Patriots. And Daniel Sorensen, who, oh, by the way, I said was the guy that had the best shot He's looking like to it. make an NFL roster, is listed as the yeah. number two strong safety behind all pro Eric Berry. Daniel's in a really good spot. Yes, he is. I think he makes the 53. We have some thoughts coming in on Twitter on the depth chart. Sounding off at BYU Sports Nation is at Kyle Moriyama. He says, no Trey die either. Where is he? Okay. He's young. Here's, here's the thing Taysom Hill mentioned on Friday. He said, when guys like Trey Dye and Devon Blackman learn the playbook better, they'll have a bigger role. That tells me they don't know the playbook well enough right now to merit a spot in the two deep. I think that Trey Dye will be used. I just think he's not rewarded by being listed or started. That's what I think. One of your biggest surprises, or I should say biggest question marks, was who who's going to emerge as the kicker? Right now it's Trevor Sampson, who apparently has been the most accurate player, according to statistics that uh, the BYU I hope so folks if the, keep. The guy listed at starter. He's the guy. Yeah. Are you are you confident with Trevor Sampson from what you've seen? Sure, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of him. Plus, it's practice. I, ultimately, he's got to go out there and make some kicks. I just want BYU to be able to kick lo- deep forties and some fifties. Wow, it's it's silly to think that you're going fifty five plus. That's no. But BYU, if it's fourth and seven and the ball's at the thirty five, what are you doing? Do not punt. I would rather be able to try and kick a fifty two yard field goal and get points than have to go for it almost every time. See, for me, with the recent past, if BYU can be accurate from 45 yards and in, I think they're in a very good place. If you're on the 35, I'm confident enough in that offense that they should go and try and get a first down. Yeah, well, I love going for it on fourth down. I just don't want to be relegated to the fact that you d- you don't even have a guy that you confide in to go from 52. And Sampson has the leg to go from 52. He does. We, we've seen it. But that's, about, I don't that's, know how, well, that's about the max leg, of his range. Leg's nice. Are you going to make that, like? 55, you start kicking it with a lower trajectory, and, I mean, the likelihood oh, no, no. of just, getting blocked. Just elite guys are going 55. Yeah, That's, yeah. 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 BYU does, I don't think BYU right now has an elite kicker. Trevor Sampson could become that guy, but from what we've seen, I th- he's the starter. I'm we, confident enough, I guess. We will be joined by one of the BYU football stars in just a moment on BYU Sports Nation. They are just wrapping up practice. We have released, well, we have released the depth chart on BYU we Sports Nation. We released the depth chart. It has been released <laughs> by the BYU football team, and we've been talking about surprises. No surprise, Taysom Hill. Even though the fall camp MVP Christian Stewart had okay, an amazing what? camp, Taysom Hill's still the starting quarterback. What if it said Taysom Hill or Christian Stewart? What if? <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Just yeah. stop it right there. Adam Hine listed as the starting running back. Paul Lasique, the starting halfback or fullback because he's going to do a lot of blocking. Algie Brown is the backup to both of those positions, which I find interesting. 
And how about this? Jordan Leslie, we talked about how he's going to make an immediate impact. He's the starter over Ross Oppo. All of a sudden, he comes into camp. He proves himself. He's good. He's ready to rock. Hey, speaking of Adam Hine, who's going to do a lot of things on kick return and also as the starting running back, at least listed as number one for the UConn game, he is joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Adam, uh, you've probably known for a little while that you were going to be the guy for UConn, but to see your name listed as the number one guy on the depth chart, how does that make you feel that you're the man to carry the ball? Hey, you know what? It feels good, and um, anything I can do to help out the team, I know that I'll be running back to kickoff returns, maybe a little tired after those, and we'll have fresh legs with Algie and um, Paul, but I'm really excited to get in there and run the ball and help the team out. Remind me what Ninja Turtle you were. <laughs> they they said I was Michelangelo. <laughs> you are Michelangelo. Why would yeah. they say you're Michelangelo? Paul says Paul says my personality's like his, but I don't know what he's talking about. But I I really think uh, <laughs> Jamal said it because I have a pair of nunchucks in my in my locker. Do you so really? That, that is why. That's why he said it. So Why do you have nunchucks, Adam Hine? You know what? That's a question I ask myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I've got them in there, so every now and then guys will come by and you know mess around with them. and I'm the master with them. So You're the master with them? Yeah. Nice. Are you like a black belt in karate with nunchucks? You know what? I think I am. It's just YouTube training, though. Okay. <laughs> YouTube, the, the informal YouTube training. The yeah. generation of YouTube and Wikipedia teaching us everything. Exactly. Adam Hine, starting <laughs> running back in week one against UConn, joining BYU Sports Nation. As the kick returner, you had a number of long runs last year. Unfortunately, a number of those were called back by penalties. Did, did you get after the guys or at least make them take you out to dinner when you got a 90-yard kickoff return called back? You know what? There was some getting after them, and, you know, I, I didn't think about getting that dinner for me, but this year for sure we're going to have something done. So <laughs> if anything like that happens, I get a new car or something. I don't know. Wow, new car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Aim that for w- the stars. Yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Uh, on, on kickoff return, you guys were really good, like top five last year. What, what made it so successful last year? You know, we had a lot of our starters. That's the thing. Um, we had guys who cared and who were working hard. Um, and that's that's what did it. You know, guys were assignment sound, except for, you know, when we got going, we had some crazy calls that called back run, long runs. But for the most part, we had our starters on who really cared a lot. Now, four days away from your season opener in 2014, what are you feeling inside, Adam? How do you deal with the nerves if there are there? You know, I feel it's exciting. When we come to practice, I think there's a number of guys who come out to practice like it's like it's game time right now. And uh, that, that sure helps to play, like, practice like you're going to play in the game. It sure helps to get the nerves out ahead of time. So I think how I'm feeling right now, I'm really trying to practice how I'm going to play. But, of course, there's always those butterflies. But if you don't get those, there's something wrong. So I'm excited. Who's the most intense guy at practice? Like, who you're like, man, rat- ratchet it down, dude. One of the most intense guys. Uh, you know what? Right now, with the defensive backs, Robertson Daniel, he's he's one of the most intense guys that I play against because he's been with the scout team running. He's he's intense. He's he's running hard and knocking the ball out. How about Dallin Levitt? I always feel like he's going to punch someone. <laughs> like he's he's just always on edge. What you want as a defensive back? You know what? That's what, that's my second guy right there is Dallin. <laughs> he's always trying to fight someone, punch someone in the face. And- <laughs> It's good. It's good to have, you know, as long as those punches don't come out game time. Adam, we just talked to David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, and 
and we asked him to make a bold prediction. He said BYU by 28. He's that confident in your offense. How confident are you in the offense to be able to go to the East Coast, which in recent past has not been what you wanted it to be, and put up big numbers against UConn? Hey, we're very confident. Um, number one, we've been hitting our goals, our statistics that we've uh, been trying to hit all through fall camp, and we've been consistent with it. And as well, our defense, man, they they're just hold they hold the ball for us. We'll we'll get good field position, but I feel confident. Our, our our offense has been really marching the ball down well. Well, Adam, we appreciate the time. Good luck against Connecticut, and all we expect from BYU Sports Nation is the opening kickoff to be returned for a touchdown. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Adam Heenan, BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, Adam. Yep. Bye. Okay, so he's your starting running back and making his BYU Sports Nation debut. I do believe. Uh, should we retroactively give him some karma we should. in a few minutes? We okay. should give him some karma. Yeah. It's game day, not just game week, for BYU women's soccer. The 22nd-ranked oh, yeah. Cougars welcome in the Cougars from Pullman, Washington tonight. Game you can watch live on BYU TV. We're one-on-one with Jaden Thornock after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. We are broadcasting in beautiful radio vision. We've been talking about how it's game week for BYU football. Well, it's game day for BYU women's soccer. The home opener live on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Washington State tonight, 7.30 Eastern time. BYU ranks 22nd in the country, tied Fullerton 1-1 in their season opener on the road. And now they open up at home. You are on the call tonight. That is correct. And we're about to go all access with one of those BYU women's soccer stars, Jaden Thornock, senior forward, one of only three seniors on this uh, roster of the 22nd-ranked Cougars. Jaden, how does it feel to be one of the go-to players, one of the, the older veteran players? It's exciting, and it's almost like I never thought this day would come. I mean, you come in as a freshman, and you never expect to be at your senior year, especially this quickly. I mean, time flies. So it's exciting to be able to be one of the older players, especially since there's so few of us, to be there for the younger girls to look to for help or for questions or guidance or whatever. So it's really exciting, and it's a lot of fun. Women's soccer is a big deal at BYU, mainly because you guys win, but you also have personality. I think it's fun. You guys are fun. Describe the personality of the 2014 edition. 2014 edition. They're a lot of fun, especially because the new freshmen, they, they all knew each other before they came in. So they almost were it's like all a Utahns, s- right? separate little team coming in to join our team. So the, the meshing process was interesting, but I was surprised with how quickly it happened. They all meshed with us, and it was like they were meant to be here all along. But they're a lot of fun. There's a couple very quiet ones and a couple very loud ones. So they counteract each other very well and it's fun to have them be with us on the who's team. the loudest gosh i don't know you're asking <laughs> her to throw somebody under the bus I know. <laughs> no if they're loud they're loud it's not a bad thing or a good thing yeah um you can I don't know. you can pass on that if you I'm want. I'm gonna pass. Oh okay. come on! <laughs> yeah, that's a good soccer move. Pass. Jaden Thornock, senior forward Shoot. for BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation. Having gone through the experience yourself of being a freshman at one point at BYU on on a team that is uh, one of the nation's top programs, what's the first bit of advice you give to a new incoming freshman as a veteran? The first advice that I would probably give is just to remember the player that you are and to continue to be confident. I mean, when you come into this college setting and the game is so much faster and there's so many new girls that you're trying to learn to play with, I would just say to remember your confidence as a player and to remember that you belong here and that you're an awesome player. I mean, 
when you come in, it's a very nerve-wracking thing, and you're nervous, and you're trying to prove yourself, but just stay confident. You'll be okay. What's more nerve-wracking, doing this interview or like a PK in a game or something? Oh, a PK, tenfold. PK's good. A, a she is scary. TV ready. <laughs> good. We didn't want that. Yeah. How, how good is Washington State? They're a very good team. We're really excited to have them as their home opener because they are a very good team. I mean, Cal Fullerton was a great team, and we got a tie, not exactly the result that we wanted. So we're excited to come back home and play a really good team to prove that we are a, a top 25 team in the nation and we can do good things. What did you learn about your team in that season opener at Cal State Fullerton, the 1-1 tie in double overtime? Well, first of all, I learned that we're resilient. I mean, we scored a great goal and then – they came back so many minutes later and scored another one, and we had to roll with that punch and not let them score again. I mean, when you score, you get the momentum most of the time. And so I learned that we're very resilient, and we're obviously in great shape because we were able to play those 110 minutes without any problems. Um, I learned that there's some things that we need to work on, which you always learn from a tie or a loss, which was good to be in the first game so you can learn quickly what needs to be worked on as the defending WCC champs and the preseason favorite do you guys feel like you are the best team in the West Coast Conference of course I mean I I think we're the best team out of a lot of places but yeah and I think that we need to come out into the season with that confidence that we are the reigning West Coast Conference champs twice now and that we need to come out fighting to keep that that title You bring some unique dynamics to the BYU soccer field, one being the flip throw. That's awesome. Everyone loves the flip throw. When did that begin, and how did you learn how to do it? So I was actually 12 years old and watching a BYU game on TV, and I saw a player do it. I wish I could remember who it was, but I saw a BYU player do it, and I went straight out into the backyard in the middle of the game, and I stayed out there for a couple hours, and I just taught myself. I mean, (laughs) I had no gymnastics history. I didn't have anything, and I was like, you know what? That's really cool. I'm going to learn to do that. So when I was 12, I taught myself So almost 10 years of the flip throw. Is there any reason to use that in any other walk of life? Have you, like, found that excuse, like, (laughs) hang out with friends or anything? Like, hey, I can flip this over my head. I mean, not particularly. People, usually little kids, like to see it when I'm working summer camps in the summer or at a park or something. But other than that. No. We'll have to it's a cool find party it. trick. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a cool party trick. You've got to use it at some point. Yeah. Some time. things to look for tonight on the field on BYU TV with BYU Women's Soccer Home Opener, new uniforms, and new of course, unis. Jaden's flip throw. Yeah, nice. they, they have uh, the the, two tone like? sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, you're a senior. Did you weigh in on this? Like, hey, we want new unis? Yeah, we did. I mean, we've had the same uniform since before I was freshman. And so the time had come update. to update what you see at Southfield. Awesome. One thing we have not discussed is Erica Owens, as the senior goalkeeper last year, she departs, and she told us on BYU Sports Nation one of her favorite things to do was to flirt with the freshmen. Now, you, as a senior <laughs> team leader, do you assume the role that Erica Owens well, took with Erica, the freshmen? Erica Owens had more time than you. Oh, goodness. Um, you can throw a wink or two out into the crowd during the game. but <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I don't know if I assume that role. Fair enough. Jaden, we wish you the best of luck tonight against Washington State. BYU, 22nd-ranked team in the country. They take on the Washington State Cougars at 7.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Thank you very much. You can watch live soccer on BYU TV. It is game day. It's truly game week with football on Friday and a soccer game tonight. Can't wait. Big game tonight. The opener on BYU TV of all the sports we do. So about seven hours away from that, four days away from football. Dun, 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 dun. Four days away.
Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. On a Monday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. We have enough time to do, you know what? The Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU coach Bronco Mendenhall announced the captains for the season. Taysom Hill and Paula Sique will captain the offense, while Craig Bills and Remington Peck will captain the defense. The Cougars kick off the 2014-15 season against Connecticut Friday on ESPN. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU standouts Harvey Unga and Cody Hoffman released by the Jaguars and Redskins respectively yesterday. Dennis Pitta had two receptions for 16 yards for Baltimore during the Ravens' 23-17 win against the Washington Redskins. Ethan Manu Maleuna is still with the Patriots and Daniel Sorensen currently listed as the backup to strong safety Eric Berry with the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Soccer. Sophomore Ashley Hatch scored in the 77th minute as BYU beat Fullerton 1-1 in women's soccer on Friday. <laughs> they beat them? Sorry, they tied. You're right. Yeah. BYU plays the home opener at South... It felt like a win. BYU yeah. plays the opener tonight at Southfield, 7.30 Eastern against Washington State, right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. A tie kind of feels like a win in soccer. Actually, it, was, it felt like a loss. You're right. BYU scored with 13 minutes left. And then, and then gave up four, a goal. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Washington State tonight. Go get them. Tough team. The first team receiving votes outside of the top 25, Washington State. So 2026, if you will. Future guests, UConn play-by-play, Joe D'Ambrosio will break down the Huskies. They just released their depth charts. And BYU senior linebacker, Michael Elisa. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and we just mentioned his name. Daniel Sorensen is going to play in the league. I hope he makes 53. He's on his way. He made the first set of cuts. And if he's listed as number two, good grief, he's in a really great spot. Really good spot. All right. That's our show. What do you want to do next, Jeremy? Hey, th- thanks to Adam Hine, David Nixon, Jaden Thornock, and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Mick Min 5 who said he's watching BYU Sports Nation from 35,000 feet, winging his way to Hartford, Connecticut. All right. Thanks for tuning in. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Breon Jones. Bonus star if you know who that is. BYU Sports (laughs) Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.